Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Vatsal Vora. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, your host, Vatsal Vora. As we preview the second test match between India and England, which will be played at Vishakapatnam starting from the, the 2nd of February, which is on Friday, so two days from the time of recording this podcast. Well, a lot of news have come out from both sets of camps heading into the second test match, but we'll get into the preview part pretty shortly. Before we preview the second test match, let's recap what happened in the first test match in Hyderabad. So, we all know and I'm sure everyone knows that England did win the first test match in Hyderabad. They won the match by 28 runs. They came back from a deficit of 190 runs at the end of the first innings to put on 420 runs in the second innings thanks to 196 scored by Ollie Pope. They gave India a target of 231 to chase down in their second innings but India could only put on 202 runs on the board resulting in a 28-run win for the visitors. It was Tom Hartley who starred with the ball for England. He picked up 7 for 62 in the second innings including crucial wickets of Yashasvi Jaiswal, Rohit Sharma and of course Shubman Gill. So a complete performance with the bat and with the ball for England, particularly in the second innings, which has seen basketball take a 1-0 lead heading into the second test match, which will be played at Vizag. So as I mentioned that there are a lot of news coming out of both sets of camp, which is a, com- which is a perfect segue to start the preview part of this podcast and talk about both sides heading into the second test match. We'll start by talking about the host, Team India, because in the first preview episode, we talked about England first. So it's right that we talk about India first this time around, because there are a lot of concerns coming out of the Indian camp heading into the Vishakapatnam test match. I think we got the news just a day after the end of the Hyderabad test that both KL Rahul and Ravinder Jadeja are set to miss the second test match in Vishakapatnam. BCCI have named three replacements for two players. I don't understand why, but they've 
named Sarfaraz Khan, Saurabh Kumar and Washington Sundar as replacements for KL Rahul and Ravinder Jadeja. KL Rahul has a thigh knock, thigh injury, whilst Ravinder Jadeja picked up a hamstring injury and it was quite evident where that he would be missing the Vizag test match because when he was run out brilliantly by Ben Stokes' backhand flick to run out basically Ravinder Jadeja, we all saw him uh, clutching his hamstring and it felt like this could be a long injury coming from myself as a football fan we all know once a player is holding his his hamstring he's probably has ruptured it or has done something wrong with it something bad with it and unfortunately for uh, Ravinder Jadeja that's the case and he's going to miss the second test match now before we talk about how the replacements might fit in into the playing 11 for India we need to talk about whether KL Rahul or Ravinder Jadeja will feature again in this test series I can't quote the source but I did read it somewhere on on the internet stating that it is very very difficult for Ravinder Jadeja to recover from his hamstring injury and play part in this test series we still have four test matches to go but it feels like Ravinder Jadeja could have played his first and last test match for this series against England but only time will tell how quickly he recovers from his hamstring knock. We all know for a fact that Jadeja is one of the best fielders. He's com- he's really really fit, one of the fitter players in the Indian camp uh, but still it's a hamstring injury and it is something which takes time for a player to recover from. Kale Rahul had a thigh injury kind of knock It was not evident that he was injured at the end of the first test match. No one knew that he is suffering from an injury and out of the blue, BCCI released a statement stating that he has picked up an injury as well, which was a big surprise to me because he batted really well in the first test. He didn't look injured, but apparently did have a knock under the hood. It feels like Coming from an outsider like me, it feels like KL Rahul's injury is not a serious one. I personally feel like it's just a precaution and that is the reason why he's been kept out of the squad for the second test match. And blessing in disguise for Sarfaraz Khan or Rajat Partidar, it feels like KL Rahul's injury has allowed one of the two uncapped players to make their debuts in the Indian test setup. Which leads us to how the team would look like heading into the second test match in Vishakapatnam. Now, before we talk about replacements, we need to talk about the players that are already in the playing 11. And in particular, I want to talk about two batsmen and they are Shubman Gill and Shreya Sayer. There have been a lot of chatter around the Indian cricketing fraternity and on social media stating that neither Gil or Ayer deserve a place in the test setup anymore. They have been given ample number of opportunities, but they have failed to capitalize them in the opportunities that they have been presented. Shubman Gil did score a 100 against Australia in the fourth test match, at, which was played in Ahmedabad. And which was, that was nearly a year ago. And since then, I don't even think he's had a score of more than 50 runs. I don't even remember... When was the last time he scored a half century in test match cricket? In white ball cricket, Gill is one of the best players India have currently. But it is the test 
test setup in which his form is a little dicey. He's now been he's now been playing at number three in place of uh, Cheteshwar Pujara, which has seen Jaiswal open the innings alongside Rohit Sharma and Yashasvi Jaiswal has played really really well. He scored a hundred against West Indies. He played well in the first innings of the first Test match against England as well. A quick fire seven. Yeah. 70 or 80 runs and he completely took the attack to the English bowlers so I feel like Jaiswal is someone who has fixed that opening slot and it's Shubman Gill who has to be wary about his place at number three. Now the reason why I still believe Gill and Ayer would play this test match is because India lack experience and particularly when there is no Virat Kohli. Yes, Virat Kohli is set to miss the second test match as well. We don't know for a fact that what is his situation heading into the third test match. We are yet to hear from him, him or the BCCI in that regard. But it feels like India need experience. And with KL Rahul out for this test match, there would be no experience left in the Indian middle order if you decide to drop Gil and Ayer or even even one of them so I still back both of them to feature in this second test match the only place open for either Sarfaraz Khan or Rajat Patida to take up would be the KL Rahul slot and I think both of them would be really really happy that Shrikar Bharat had an excellent test match in Hyderabad not only did he keep well with the gloves but he also showed that he is a really really handy player in that lower middle order Position He batted well in the first inning, scored 40-odd runs and in the second innings he nearly took India to the victory until it was Tom Hartley's brilliantly flighted delivery which deceived Rajat Patida, oh, sorry, which deceived Shrikar Bharat in his defence and knocked his off stump off. But apart from that beautiful delivery, it is looking very, very likely that Shrikar Bharat has cemented his place in the test setup as the wicket-keeping batsman until... Rishabh Pant is fit and fine to make a comeback. So, I'm sure Sir Faraz Khan and Rajat Party that would be really happy that they're replacing KL Rahul who is played who played the first test match as a as a primary primary prime primary batsman. Sorry for the twisting of tongue there, but yeah. So, for me personally, I would like to see Sir Faraz Khan make his debut. The 26-year-old has been knocking on the door of India's test side for so long now. I It feels like almost three or four years since he. we all heard that there's a player in the Mumbai fraternity named Sarfaraz Khan and he's been looking into get he's been looking into getting into the Indian test setup and I really really want him to make his debut he's 26 year old it is the right time to possibly make his debut and cement his place in the test setup because as we mentioned earlier in this podcast there is question marks surrounding the future of Shubman Gill and Shreyas Iyer in this test match in the test setup that is so it is the ideal scenario for someone like Sarfaraz Khan to get his opportunity score runs in the middle order and possibly create pressure on the likes of Ayer and Gil to step up and respond to whatever he he does in the second test match should he been picked he has been in some good form of late as well India he was part of the India A setup which was playing against the England Lions and he has scored 96 runs in the in the opening game then he scored a 55 in the second first class match and he's coming 
with on the back of 161 in the third game against the England Lions. So he is coming in with a lot of form under his belt and I really think that he deserves this place over Rajat Patidar. As far as India's spin contingent is concerned, they will be missing Ravindra Jadeja as we mentioned earlier in this podcast as well. For me personally, I would like to see Washington Sundar get an opportunity in in this, in this team because there, there were two possible outcomes to come out of this Ravindra Jadeja injury. One was they pick up pick Washington Sundar as a direct replacement for Jadeja. It would give him it would give India a spinning replacement and an all-rounder as well. We all know Washington Sundar is very much capable of handling test matches with his bat as well. Similar left-hander as Ravindra Jadeja is. So that would be a like-for-like replacement. Another way of looking into this matter was either India go bold and pick Kuldeep Yadav and he makes his comeback into the test test setup. That is something which I'm not too keen on at the moment because yes, Kuldeep Yadav is a much better spinner than Washington Sundar regardless of the format which India are playing. But picking Kuldeep Yadav would shorten your batting because the reason why India have been so successful, particularly in home conditions in a te- in test matches is because the Indian batting lineup backs all the way down to number nine because all three of our spinners are genuine all-rounders in the form of Ashwin, Jadeja and Akshar Patel. All three of them world-class bowlers and very much capable of handling themselves with the bat. So just to keep the length of the batting order intact, I would like to see Ravinder Jadeja be replaced by Washington Sundar. Saurabh Kumar is yet another option that India have at their disposal now and he is also coming in with some form. He re- he played in the game, in the same game as Sarfaraz Khan where he scored his 161 against the England Lions. In that very same game, Saurabh, Saurabh Kumar scored 77 with the bat and took 5 for 104 in the second innings in Ahmedabad. The game was played just a day before the start of the first test match against England. So he is also he has also showed that he is also very much capable of batting in the lower order and possibly replace someone like Jadeja, but he probably lacks some experience. Washington Sundar is right is there. He's showed it with showed that he is very much capable of handling the test pressure. He's he was part of the infamous GABA test match which India won nearly three years ago which we still talk about and rightfully so if you personally ask me nothing wrong with with uh, celebrating that test match but um, yeah so I feel like Washington Sundar is the ideal replacement for Ravinder Jadeja and Sir Faraz Khan should make his debut and replace KL Rahul in the middle order keeping those two changes in mind here is my probable Indian playing 11 for the second test match in Vishakapatnam. It would be Jaiswal and Rohit Sharma to open the innings. Gil at number 3. Sarfaraz Khan would bat at number 4. Shreyas Iyer at 5. Then it's Washington Sundar, Shrikar Bharat, Ravichandan Ashwin, Akshar Patel, Jaspreet Bumrah and Mohamed Siraj. So just to mention this 
playing 11 again. Jaiswal, Rohit Sharma, Shubman Gill, Sarfaraz Khan, Shreya Sayar, Shrikar Bharat, Washington Sundar, Ravi Chandan Ashwin, Akshar Patel, Jaspreet Bumrah and Mohamed Siraj. That would be my team heading into the second test match against England. So that is the Indian side of things in this podcast. After the break, we will talk about how England would line up and possibly build on their 1-0 lead heading into the second test match. So stay tuned. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's move our attentions and talk about the team that is 1-0 up in the series. And that is Ben Stokes' England side. Wonderful display of test match cricket by the English side in the first test match in Hyderabad which saw them win the match by 28 runs and the visitors would be looking to build on the momentum that they have created by their own way of playing cricket their modern style of playing cricket and the way in which they have completely changed the mindset they have want to build they will want to build on that momentum but uh, similar to India's injury was England also have one injury issue heading into the second test match in Vishakapatnam and that is the injury of Jack Leach. Now the BBC did did report stating that Jack Leach is someone who is a doubtful for the second test match in Vishakapatnam. Uh, Apparently Jack Leach has hurt his left knee fielding in Hyderabad and was only able to bowl 10 overs in the second innings as England did win the match. He did pick up one wicket in, in the 10 overs that he bowled in the second innings. But uh, his, his availability is question has a bit of question mark on it. So whether England go with two seamers or they give Shoaib Bashir a debut that is up in the air at the moment. We all remember the bold statement which Brendan McCullum made after the first test match. He said that England won't be afraid of playing four spinners in the second test match should the conditions make them do so. I think that is something which sounds really really bold because earlier it was bold enough to see England name a starting 11 with three spinners one of them making the debut and one who has just played one test match and with Joe Root being that fourth spinner now based on what Brendan McCullum said a couple of days back he said that England won't be shy to name all their bowlers as spinners pick no fast bowler whatsoever and Joe Root being that fifth spinner but with Jack Leach's concerns and doubt over his selection, I think that is something England might not be able to do, regardless of how bold or how baseball-y, if that's even a word, looks like. Now, the question mark surrounds England's, England's bowling, not their batting. I think the top seven 
is something which I'll see. I won't be surprised if I see for the rest of the test series. All five test matches, I won't be surprised that that batting remains the same and the only changes would be which would be made would be in that bowling department. Now, in the first test match, as I mentioned earlier, England went with three specialist spinners and Joe Root as their fourth. They played Rehan Ahmed. Tom Hartley was making his debut, ended up taking up seven wickets in the second innings. They played Jack Leach and Mark Wood was their solitary fast bowler. If you personally ask me one change which England would make regardless of Jack Leach's injury is James Anderson coming in to replace Mark Wood. Now Mark Wood did nothing wrong in the first test match. He bowled short spells spells of two to three overs here and there. He was obviously not utilized as much as the spinners because the condition didn't make it didn't make sense to use Mark Wood in those spinny conditions. But there's a reason why I want James Anderson to come back into the England setup. And I think England would be looking at the same way of thinking here as I am. And that is James Anderson is very much capable of reverse swinging the ball. Something Jaspreet Bumrah did against India in the second innings. He picked up four wickets in the second innings with some masterful reverse swing bowling. Yes, there is a bit of difference between Anderson and Bumrah. There's James Anderson is 41 years old. He's not capable of bowling at what at the pace of what Jaspreet Bumrah bowls. But I think he's still a masterful bowler in subcontinent conditions when it comes to reverse swinging the ball. He showed that against Pakistan when England toured Pakistan all the way back in 2022. I think it was November or December when they toured Pakistan. He also showed that against Sri Lanka a couple of years back that he is very much capable of bowling in subcontinent conditions and uh, I think his experience and his control would bring a lot more on the table than the sheer pace of Mark Wood will because the pitches are not going to aid quick bowlers. Yes, Wood can bowl three or four overs with the new ball but after that he was probably non-existent and it was all the spinners who were doing the bowling but if you have someone like James Anderson who can reverse swing the ball he'll give you this control in the middle orders as well when the likes if the likes of Yashasvi Jaiswal and Rohit Sharma are playing at in an aggressive mood like they did in the first innings of the test of the first test match so that is something to look look into as well so that is one change I really want England to make and I expect England to make as well and that is replacing Mark Wood with James Anderson. Now the talk comes back to the spinners. Let's assume for once that Jack Leach is not going to play in the second test match. Who do you replace him with? Do you England can have England can go in two directions here. One direction is a straight swap. You bring in Shoaib Bashir and replace Jack Leach problem solved you are still going in to the second test match with three spinners with Joe Root being your fourth one and you have James Anderson there is a second route which England can take and that is you replace Jack Leach with James Anderson now that will reduce one spinner but add in one more quick not 
sure England would want to do that after the success they have had with their spinners in the first test match if you personally ask me but if they happen to do that they'll still have three spinners in their team they'll still have Rehan Ahmed they'll still have Tom Hartley and they'll obviously still have Joe Root in their setup as well so that is something England can look into doing but then if the pitch is pretty much similar to what we ha- we saw in hyderabad it doesn't make sense to play two quicks because team india played two quicks in the first test match as well but siraj barely bowled in the second innings i think when england had batted for like 70 or 80 overs i think siraj had bowled just three of them so even if they played two seamers like india did there's no point that they'll be able to share the overs equally amongst themselves so i think that is the route which i don't see england taking on england under brendan mccullum and ben stokes are a very attack minded team and if they see a pitch which has a bit of turn in it i don't see them even contemplating the thought of having two seamers and and just making the bowling redundant in a way i think they'll go with three spinners regardless of jack leach's injury or whether he is able to play or not i personally f- feel it would be rehan ahmed tom hartley and shoaib bashir who would make his debut that will see yet another debutant in the english setup after tom hartley's brilliance in the first test match it's it's worth pointing out that whenever england have given debuts to young spinners it has always worked under ben stokes and brendan mccullum my mind again takes me back to that pakistan series where they played will jacks in the first test match and he he was able to pick up a six wicket haul in the first innings if i am not wrong correct me if i'm wrong there but i think will jacks did pick up a six wicket or a five wicket haul in the first innings in rawalpindi Then Shoaib Bashir made his debut in the third test match where he picked up a five wicket haul. Then Tom Hartley makes his debut in Hyderabad and he picks up a seven wicket haul, nine wickets in the match. So it has always worked as far as Ben Stokes and England is concerned and I won't be surprised if Shoaib Bashir who has played what barely six first class matches he comes out there and troubles the English the Indian batting. in a way like tom hartley did in the second innings so there is there is history with england giving debuts to spinners and them working out of the blue something which i was really impressed by these spinners was not only with the bowl but with the bat as well both rehan ahmed and tom hartley showed that they are quite handy with the bat in the lower order we were comparing england's lineup with that of india before the first test match and it felt like india had a lot more batting depth than england it still holds true in a way but i feel like rehan ahmed and tom hartley yes they are not at the level of akshar patel or r ashwin in terms of batting bowling is out of question but in terms of batting i still feel like akshar patel and Ravindra Ravichandran uh, Ashwin are better batsmen than Tom Hartley and Rehan Ahmed but I feel like they showed enough quality that they are able to play against spin in spinning conditions they both 
had an excellent partnership with Ollie Pope in the second innings. I think Rayan Emmett scored 25 odd runs while Hartley scored 35 in the second innings. And uh, they were able to sweep. They were able to play those exotic cover drives. Tom Hartley was brave enough to come down the track and uh, score a boundary straight down, straight over the bowler's head as well. So I think that is something which will give a lot of assurance and a lot of comfort to Ben Stokes that even if their batsmen have an off day like they did in the second innings, you can still trust the likes of Rehan Ahmed, Tom Hartley to give you runs with the bat. And uh, it, and that's the reason why I think both of them are expected to play and would play in the second, in, in the second test match. And I think Jack Leach would replace, will be replaced by Shoaib Bashir who will be making his debut. And I re- personally really want to see James Anderson return to the subcontinent because he has been excellent. My mind goes back to the 2021 innings where he bowled a beautiful in, like off, off cutter to rattle the stumps of both Ajinkya Rahane and Shubman Gill. Those were two excellent piece of reverse swinging which James Anderson is capable of producing at the rightful age of 41. And it would give England something to play with in those middle overs. And I think it's inevitable that James Anderson would replace Mark Wood for the second test match. Speaking of England side, let's, let me tell you my predicted 11 for England for the second test match in Vishakhapatnam. Like I said earlier in this podcast, I don't see... England's batting changing at all. It's going to be that bowlers will come out and leave and be brought in regarding uh, depending on the situation and the conditions. So keeping those things in mind here is my predicted 11 for England for the second test match. Crawley and Duckett to open. Ollie Pope, Joe Root, Ben Stokes, Johnny Bairstow, Ben Fox, Rehan Ahmed, Tom Hartley, Shoaib Bashir and James Anderson. That would be my 11 for England as well. Let's let's talk about how the conditions can be in Vishakhapatnam. And I don't want India to follow what they did in 2021. In 2021, England did win the first test match like they have done this time around. They won the test match in Chennai thanks to a beautiful knock by Joe Root. But then... They moved to Ahmedabad, they started preparing ranked turners and those ranked turners saw test matches end in two and a half days and no one was the winner apart from India. But in the end, winning does matter. But if India start preparing these ranked turners, we have seen Indian batsmen themselves struggle in these kind of pitches. I always bring this test match up in all my recent podcasts and I'm going to bring it up again. That indoor match against Australia was won because... The pitch was so bad that it neglected the skill levels of the spinners India had compared to what Australia had. The likes of Matthew Kuhneman, Todd Murphy and Nathan Lyon were able to utilize those poor conditions to their advantage a lot more than the likes of Ashwin Jadeja and Akshar Patel were able to do and that resulted in an Australian win. Now, in the first test match in Hyderabad, we have seen that English spinners are someone you cannot take like a joke you have to take them you have to take them seriously in these conditions and despite the Hyderabad pitch being spin friendly but requiring skills we still saw Tom Hartley pick up 
seven wickets so i hope india don't go towards that route where they start preparing rank turners just to make a comeback in the series keep it sporty and i hope and i really hope the likes of jadeja jadeja is not playing sorry so likes of akshar patel ashwin and possibly washington sundar their their skill level with the ball help india prevail and level the test series but only time will tell how the pitch will look like for the time being this is the the team preview heading into the second test match in visakhapatnam as i said it is starting from the 2nd of february which is a friday so hope you are tuning in if you are someone like me who is living in the uk then i hope you are ready to wake up at 4 am in the morning yet again hope you have a couple of good nights sleep because from friday you have to wake up early on and watch yet another brilliant brilliant test match i'm really looking forward to seeing how india are able to mount a comeback in this test series or how or whether england are capable of taking a 2-0 lead in this test series well let me know your thoughts in the comment section or you can tweet it at me as well you will find the links to my twitter in the description box below if you are listening this on youtube then make sure you are giving me those likes those subscribe button clicks if you are listening this on spotify or apple podcast and make sure you are giving me those wonderful five star ratings if you enjoyed this episode for the time being this is me whatsalvora signing off ciao for now sports social podcast network with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.